Well, today is All Souls Day, a very beautiful part of our liturgical calendar, a very uh, beautiful part of our uh, Catholic tradition, and I hope that we have uh, an opportunity today to uh, visit the grave uh, sides of our, of our loved ones, or at least uh, just to visit a cemetery in general to pray for our beloved uh, departed. And uh, as, a, as a priest, I can say I, I really uh, have a personal um, uh, affection uh, for All Souls Day. Um, I have uh, been ordained precisely to offer the sacrifice of the Mass on behalf of both the living and the dead. So to pray for and to offer the Mass on behalf of the dead is a very, uh, it's an integral part of my identity as a priest. And it's helpful for me, it reminds me that uh, I labor um, in the ministry, and sometimes I don't always see the results, uh, or at least I feel like I don't see the results of my ministry. Um, but when I'm reminded that I'm, offer, uh, I'm ordained to offer sacrifice for the dead, it reminds me that um, uh, the effects of my ministry are unseen, and uh, that I labor nonetheless uh, in faith. Uh, because uh, with faith that uh, what I can't see is taking place and is effective. And uh, that is really, in a sense, what we're doing when we pray for the dead. If you notice our readings today, uh, focus on the resurrection. Now, in the day of the resurrection, everything will be very visible to the eyes. There will be no more mysteries in a certain sense. We'll know uh, the eternal destiny of every individual, whether they go to hell, whether they go to heaven. And that would be clear to us. But until that day, we don't know. There's a lot of uh, mystery to it. And so that's precisely why we pray for the dead. Because we don't know their eternal fate. We don't know whether they're in heaven or whether they're in hell. And we pray for the dead in the hopes that uh, the person we're praying for died in the grace of God and is at least on their way to heaven. And uh, with the faith that our prayers are effective for them. Now here's a, an important principle. I think probably many of you have heard it before. It's a Latin phrase. It goes like this. Lex orandi, lex credendi. Lex orandi, lex credendi. The law of prayer, lex orandi, is the law of our faith, lex credendi. So if we want to understand um, what we as Catholics believe, it's helpful simply to turn to the liturgy and to look at what we do with our prayers. Um, and the Second Vatican Council uh, called for, this is another phrase that you've probably heard before, it's been, you know, it's, it's a quite popular phrase. The Second Vatican Council called for a renewal of full, active, conscious participation of the faithful in the Mass. Okay? So full, active, uh, conscious participation. So it's important to know consciously what we're doing when we participate in Mass. It's very important to know what we're doing when we pray for the dead. 
So it doesn't make a lot of sense to say, oh, purgatory, whatever the heck, I don't know if I believe in that or not. And then here we are praying for the dead. And we're doing it all the time. Every Mass that we offer is offered uh, on behalf of the dead. And that's why at the prayers of the faithful, the priest will say, as a, just a custom, you know, for so-and-so for whom this Mass is being offered. But that person is deceased, so we're praying for the dead. That's what we're doing at Mass. Uh, and at a funeral Mass, I'm sure we've all attended many funeral Masses, we're praying for the dead from the beginning to the end. Almost every prayer that we're praying together is for the dead. Now, if the person was certainly in hell, then our prayers for that person would be of no help whatsoever, because no one gets out of hell. And then conversely, if the person certainly was in heaven, there's no use to pray for that person. They're in heaven. They've reached their final end, and uh, they're in total bliss. And then conversely, we need their prayers, so we should be asking them to pray for us. So, it, the whole practice of the church, praying for the dead, doesn't make any sense if we know for sure they're either in hell or heaven. The, the practice of praying for the dead presupposes that there is a kind of an intermediate stage uh, whereby the person is on their way to heaven. And that's what we call purgatory. So our entire liturgical tradition presupposes such an idea of purgatory. And, uh, you know, again, full, active, conscious participation. We should understand what we're doing uh, when we pray for the dead. It presupposes something like uh, purgatory. So, um, let me just end with this final uh, kind of note. I like to go back to the golden rule that we all know very well. Do unto your neighbor as you would have them do unto you. Do unto your neighbor as you have them do unto you. It's a very great act of mercy, a very great act of charity to pray for the dead. Because if they're in purgatory, uh, they're going through a, a process of purification, and uh, it's intense, uh, and it involves suffering greater than we can really conceive or imagine. Okay, So if we were in that place, we would want our beloved ones who we left behind to be praying for us. It's a very great act of mercy, uh, and it's a way for us to live up to uh, the golden rule of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you.